Storm Bowling Products, the Bowlers Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Hope Gramley. Hope bowls collegiately at McKendree University. Hope, it's Tim Berg and Kendall Miles here. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. Well, after we all watched the Queens program, the USBC Queens, figured we had to uh, had to get you on the program to chat about things and chat about your week. So let's talk about things. How... I mean, we, you head into the Queens. Sure, you have expectations of how you'd like to bowl and where you'd like to finish. But did you did you ever see yourself on the TV show making the cut and um, and bowling for um, for the title there? And then what led to some of those successes for you last week on the show? Yeah, well, obviously, I I want to do as as best as I can always in every tournament that I enter into, and I I don't put myself in a tournament unless I am fully confident in my ability to go out and put myself in a position to win. That being said, I had no expectation to make the show and to perform as well as I did. Uh, last year at Queens, I went lose-lose in match play, so my only goal this year was, was to win one match, and I did that pretty well. <laughs> um, but then to get to that point, I mean, I just I put so much work into my mental game just with college bowling and then, of course, my uh, – personal bowling as well and so uh, Queens is a really good almost a trial run for me to really you know focus in on my mental game and then see what more improvements I can make going forward you know when you approach a tournament like Queens and Masters it's truly you know anybody can win anybody can have that kind of that breakthrough time Mm -hmm. and I definitely think you're able to take full advantage of that which is amazing Um, so is making a telecast so young you know, was it a little bit of kind of like living out a dream of, of, you know, when you're 10, 8, you know, 11 years old and you're able to make a TV show so young? Kind of walk us through just the feeling of, of your first telecast of being bowling against some of the best bowlers in the in the world at such a young age and kind of filling out that childhood dream. Kind of walk us through just the feelings, the emotions and everything you had, you know, stepping up for show day, getting ready for the telecast, the interviews, the whole thing. Walk us through what the feeling was like of, of being that player. Yeah, I mean, you said it yourself. It was it was like a dream. It was definitely a dream come true. This is something that I've wanted since I started bowling competitively, which was, you know, sometime around 12 years old. And so, of course, the feelings were all over the place. And, you know, I like to pride myself on being able to contain my feelings pretty well. But as soon as I finished that 10th frame and that roll-off and, you know, Verity needed to double and wasn't able to do it, I mean, I was bawling i mean i had it was such a close match and of course the nerves were there and so when it was all over i had i just had so much emotion built up from the entire week of bowling not just that match that i i, I bawled and hugged my teammates and called my parents right away um but to bowl with verity and laura and danielle and Brigitte and clara all of them was so amazing um just to be in their presence is amazing as well i mean i've looked up to danielle for years now just because i've always admired her game and and everything it's actually a funny story because a little over a month ago danielle was giving me advice for winning the ncaa national championships and then 
three weeks later, I'm bowling with her on a TV show against her for a title. I mean, it was so cool. All the ladies were so kind and so supportive, too. It was amazing. So you mentioned the NCAA and winning the national championship. You also, the NCAA, you were fortunate enough to write a letter, and you wrote a letter to bowling and yourself that the NCAA videoed, and it's up on YouTube, and I'd, I'd appreciate everyone to go take a look at that. But can you talk about what – I watched what you said, and what you said is 100% accurate, but what went into that, and what are what are the thoughts and, and some of the backstory behind that? Yeah, well, when I, so we were given a prompt, basically. It said you could either write a letter to bowling, to your coaches, to your teammates, basically anybody or anything that you wanted to as long as it was related to bowling in some way. And I was like, okay, easy, great. Uh, and then I was sitting in my hotel room the eve before the start of the national championships, and I'm like, well, I, I mean, I, I love my teammates, and they know I love them, and I am forever grateful and loving of my coaches. I want to write something to bowling because – I mean, we've had a roller coaster of a relationship. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to just get it out there in the world of, you know, my love for bowling. And so when I was writing it, you know, I had in mind all the ups and downs that I went through with my career. And, you know, and then I just kept reminding myself that I, I made it this far. I'm at the national championships, which is also something that I've dreamed about since I committed to McKendry. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have been here or had this opportunity if it weren't for bowling. And so when I wrote my letter, I, I had that in mind. I had my journey, what it took me to get to this point in mind. So, And then so we, we also know, again, your, your bowling career already is also an amazing start. It's been quite the whirlwind of a month and a half, I say, for, for, for hope, mm-hmm. for sure. But, um, you know, we see that you're also a volleyball player as well. I mean, competitive volleyball player in that so how much influence kind of playing dual sports or being highly competitive in another sport how much of an influence did that you know help with you to be such a, a phenomenal athlete already in the sport of bowling well definitely i mean shannon always preaches about how um you know being fit and being active in bowling is you know helps you build endurance and stamina and whatever for these incredibly long tournaments and so i think volleyball really played a big role in that it helped me stay active and stay fit um and so i i'm really grateful for my volleyball experience to you know even continue to build up my bowling career and then honestly vice versa i've learned a lot of mental strength you know um experience on the bowling side considering that in my opinion it's more mental than anything and I've been able to carry that over into other sports as well and so volleyball and bowling make a really unique combination Um, obviously you don't see it very often but I was able to use uh, the better parts of both sports to improve in the other it was a constant circle it's a perfect relationship if you ask me but um, unfortunately, I, I do not play volleyball anymore. I play recreationally uh, with my friends here and there, but I am not on the team anymore. But I will still use the experience that I've had from volleyball to keep pushing my bowling career in the right direction. What advice would you have out there for the young ladies and even some of the young men who are listening? As you said, you played volleyball. You're, you're very tall. And as you went through your growth spurts, as a young lady, how how did you work through that? Because I know from experience in talking to coaches, 
there, you know, your as your body changes, your your swing changes, everything changes. And mm-hmm. how did you work through that? And what advice do you have for the younger listeners out there who might be in the same shoes you were in uh, a while ago? Yeah, I mean, everybody's got to go through it. Everyone's going to go through a phase where everything feels a little awkward and wonky just because you're growing, but that's just the way of life. And so the easiest way to get through that is to continue playing sports as it feels weird. I mean, at that point, you're playing because you love the sport. So keep doing that. And then eventually, once you stop growing and your body settles down a little bit, you'll be able to figure out the fine details that help you take your career in whatever sport you decide to the next level. And so... Uh, you mentioned a few times about uh, you obviously the McKendry and how much influence McKendry and Shannon O'Keefe um, had on you. But, you know, a lot of people listening as well, the selection process of finding the right college can be pretty tough. It's also quite fun. So mm-hmm. of all of your choices and, and, and you know, two-part question. One, you know, what was the process you went through and what were kind of the boxes you were looking to check when looking for a university and then what eventually kind of made you choose McKendry overall? Sure, yeah. I mean, a lot of stress can be associated with the whole recruiting process and picking the right school, but I, my only advice for kids out there is to just really enjoy the moment in this part of your life, and it's such a cool experience to be wanted and reached out to by all of these amazing programs, and so don't stress over it. It's really awesome to have all these options, and so... Uh, My recruiting process, um, it started pretty early, kind of. I mean, I've known Shannon for, you know, since I was 13. And then once I got into the point where I was starting to reach out to colleges, I couldn't really talk to her because of NCAA rules and stuff. But when I got to the point where I could reach out to colleges, I just sent a mass email to all of the colleges that I was interested in, which were four. There were four colleges that I emailed. And Shannon was the first to respond and was always super understanding of my personal schedule with school and my own bowling and then was super helpful in helping me schedule a visit to come here. And, you know, so were the other coaches as well, of course. Um, But then when I started going on visits, I just wanted to make sure that I found a university that I felt comfortable and safe and welcome um, and with McKendry specifically, it's so small, which reminds me a lot of my hometown growing up. It was teeny tiny, and the people here are just so nice and so supportive. And they have they had the major that I wanted to study, and you know, with the extra COVID year, they now have my master's. And so it ended up being a perfect fit for me. But I just wanted to find a place that had good people. Because all the programs out there are great. So you just got to find the one that matches, matches your personality best and then go from there. Hope you you mentioned you're going back you're going back for your master's so you graduated you're sticking around you have one more year of eligibility so we'll see you bowling mm-hmm. again in the fall can you talk about that experience and what is your ultimate where do you see yourself and after you 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 have your master's is it on the PWBA tour when you can is it a mix or what are you thinking regarding uh, where you're going to use bowling as you move forward in your career and life Yeah I mean I Obviously, I, I came back to get my master's with the COVID year, and I wanted to compete um, with my team for one more year. And with that, it was a perfect opportunity for me to get my master's. That being said, I will be going on tour full-time following next season. But on top of that, I am going to go get an adult job as an athletic trainer somewhere. 
I don't exactly know where that's going to be yet. If I can score a job with a professional team, that would be fantastic. Um, but I think the schedule that works best for, you know, the pro tour season would be either a high school or a collegiate athletic trainer, just because for the most part they have summers off. Um, so that'll be, that'll make it easier for me to do both. But I, I do want to go on tour full time and that's, that's really important to me. Um, and so I will find the job that will best put me in that position. And then, so how many more events um, of this season are you looking to uh, to bowl in for the rest of the remainder of the season? Uh, I'm just doing two more. So I'm doing the Lucy's Doubles um, in Houston at the end of July, early August, and then the tournament directly following. So that same weekend, I will be bowling the Dallas Series Classic in uh, in Dallas, Texas. And when it comes to to lane play and pattern play and such, where do you? Uh, just from what you've bowled on some of the, you know, bowling on the USBC Queens pattern, bowling patterns before, mm-hmm. what are some of the things you notice? Are there similarities? Are there things you, you uh, parts of the lane you try to play, or, or what are some observations you've made in bowling, and then even just watching some of the PWBA tour uh, stops? Yeah, well, so with my experience, and then what I've been able to see on see on Bowl TV and the various channels that I'm able to watch is that the lanes break down really similarly. The ladies are super smart, and so they're able to break the pair down from right to left, so they're meaning that they're always going to start a little bit farther right and then break it down that way and just kind of chase it left. Um, That actually, it works out in my favor quite a bit because I do like to hook it. (laughs) That's that's where my A game is. Um, And so if the majority of the ladies are playing farther right of me, they're usually making a burn-up spot where I can move a few boards left and just kind of bounce it off. Um, otherwise, lane play stays the same for me as well. I mean, even though I may not be as far right as some of the other ladies, I do try to play to the right a little bit, at least in warm-up, and then I'll just chase it left until I get in my little comfort zone. Um, but, you know, as far as lanes and patterns go, it, you know, it's safe to say or safe to assume that every pattern is going to break down you know, close to the track line. I mean, you all, you also have to take into consideration the topography of the lanes and then the center that you're at, the atmosphere, all of that. So I just go in and try to make good shots. And then if I have to play right or play left or do something crazy up the middle, like I, I will do that. I'll do whatever the lanes tell me to do. And so lately, and especially at the Queens, what are some of the bowling balls you're seeing yourself throw right now? Because you're a recent staffer now, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So what equipment are you leaning more towards lately? And even what was your progression that you found at the Queens as well? Yeah, um, so, I mean, you just mentioned it. I, I did recently sign with the Storm staff, so which is just another dream come true because I only threw Storm growing up, and then I committed to McKendree and switched to Brunswick, and then now, I'm, now, now McKendree is switching over to Storm. So I'm happy to be back with Storm equipment. During Queens, I, I really only threw – three bowling balls consistently um if i was bowling on like super fresh like they had just oiled it i i used my storm nova a lot um and that was actually the ball i ended up using on tv as well and then if they had oiled and they were fresh but they had been sitting for a little bit i found that i got a better ball reaction out of my um zen soul which just came out uh, a few days ago uh, I just thought it was a little cleaner, a little smoother. The earlier ball roll allowed it to just bleed off a little bit better, and I got better carry than when compared to the Nova. And then as the lane started to break down, I went to something a little cleaner and started to throw my dark code. 
And then other than that, everything was pretty simple, just making my spares. And if it got a little tricky, I had plenty of help from ball reps and friends to, you know, make good, educated guesses. And if they worked, great. If they didn't, we tried something else. I mean, we were on top of this pattern. I mean, at the end of that many games, you pretty much know the pattern front and backwards, upside down and upright. So there weren't any surprises. Well, great stuff. Hope Gramley joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast. Hope all the best of luck moving forward in your, your fifth year at McKendree and bowling next year on the team. Look forward to following your progress with the team and then following you as well, the rest of what you're bowling this year and then uh, uh, in moving forward on the PWBA Tour as well. So thanks again for hopping on with us and all the best. Of course. Thank you guys so much. I'll see you later.